in the words of the legendary Lou Gellerman, hello dog fans and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast because everything matters, uh, including taking care of business and whooping the ever-loving shit out of Colorado uh, and a Saturday Apple Cup, uh, time to get 10 wins. Uh, I am your host, Hooligan7. I'm joined tonight by DJ K. Woody, and welcome back, J. Cap. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. Very good. Doing great. Doing great. Coming off of that 54-7 Colorado win. Doing <laughs> fantastic. Happy uh, Thanksgiving Eve, gents. Uh, beverages of choice for the evening. Uh, J. Cap, you, you can uh, I've got uh, an be first. Nice. DJ, I got the same thing I was drinking last week because I just have some left over. It's a Kirkland seltzer beer, and it tastes disgusting because I think it's been in the fridge for way too long. Normally they're okay though, <laughs> if they're fresh. Yes, and uh, I spotted something at Met Market. Uh, you guys know this because I sent it to the the pod chat today. Uh, but I have an E9 Brewing Puppies versus Kittens uh, India Pale Ale uh, crafted in Tacoma. Um, the uh, the back of the can, the internal bat, the inter- the eternal battle of puppies versus kittens. Which do you prefer? Uh, this is really not a competition. It's going to be puppies even more way. lopsided than uh, the all time Apple Cup series. Um, so uh, we'll move right into to stupid tweets. Uh, I got to shout out Trevor M- uh, Trevor uh, Mueller from the Fourth and Inches Pod for for sending one our way and uh, just tax the rich, just tax the rich. Uh, AKA socialist quack uh, saying live on stupid tweets. Yes, it, it really <laughs> should uh, saying Oregon would be undefeated in conference complete conference play. If you didn't torpedo its quarterback in the knee. Now USC has been basically handed the conference. You're just not that good. Great passing attack. QB had the game of his life against Oregon, but not a complete team. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, as I tweeted to another tweet of his earlier this week crying about that same play that was made by Alex Cook stopping Bo Nix. Uh, basically, tell me you've never played football without telling me you've never or played football. football. Seriously, I don't think... Th- or play. understand what your eyes are seeing. Right. None of what he said was factual at all. <laughs> There's not... He said like five different things. Shout out Squints because that was oh. targeting. Bo Nix... <laughs> Should have been flagged. 15-yard penalty on Oregon. Well, I, I did say the same thing. And then point eight, I responded to some, to a different Oregon fan making the same yeah. point. Be like, uh, yeah, the, the first one to lower the crown of their helmet was the quarterback. Right. And there's so many yep. stills of that play where at the end you can see that Alex ducks his head out of the way and ends up leading with the shoulder. But the angle yep. that they keep showing is when he lowers his head and then he's blocked by Nick's. And they just keep showing that angle. Over well, over because again. the other thing is you don't want to go in. Like when you're going low like that, you don't go in with your chin mm-hmm. up. Because you're either going to take the crown of the helmet yeah. or a shoulder pad to your chin. Right. That's not going to be good for your neck. That's not going to be good. You can get a concussion. You could get, you know, all sorts of different. Yeah, no. Hey, just Speaking of squints, the opposite of stupid tweets. Legendary tweet. WSU flag. <laughs> Holy shit, that was so good. I sent that, that might be I sent that to the all-time best squids tweet, and that is saying something. Yes. Yeah. I sent that to a Coog. I sent it in one of our group chats. I, I sent that to a Coog this morning, and I was like, this you? And he was like, yep. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh god. Uh, all right. Well, I don't have a specific one, but just for stupid account of the week is Owen twelve trying too hard to be funny Amazing, and bro. just can't can't let go of the UW Oregon from almost two weeks ago and just constant talking about Oregon left and right and. Yep. Uh, he thinks he's uh, witty, but he's not. I will, I will say uh, I've got another one. It's at Jason Miller, Jason with a C-E. Uh, a coach who gets the did more with less credit should stop getting some of that credit after five years of coaching the same team. At some point, the less is your fault. Uh, trying to, to cast shade at uh, their rivals, uh, their in-state rivals. And it's like, um, it's because Oregon State has nowhere near the resources of other programs in this conference. So those programs continually have to do more with less. That's the whole fucking point, you <laughs> dumbass. That's like Utah's entire thing. Whittingham has been doing more with less for years and is a, was a top 10 program. Nope. Including candy DMs, evidently. Got him. <laughs> Got him. That's a nod to, to our buddy UW's video and a joke... Uh, Crafted by by J Cap. Cheers to you, Thank sir. You. Thank you. Go watch UWS video. Yeah. It was a funny one. Yeah. Oh, and uh, not necessarily. No, I guess it's kind of stupid. But t- shout out to Taki Tamani. Uh, oh, hasn't tweeted anything in weeks, if not months, but responded to our guy Dog Two Hundred Six uh, talking about his comment that he made today, which was uh, basically he had a do DoorDash and Amazon at uh, when he played for UW and you Oregon. He doesn't have to do that. Uh, if you can catch that thread, it's pretty funny. I think that's so funny because, to say. Because but shouts spent, to all the ducks that think that it's because their NIL opportunities are better right. than ours when he, spent zero off seasons at he UW was here. He yeah. left before NIL became a thing at UW. So. And then and Corey Luciano made sure that he left <laughs> that Oregon game on his back. Yeah, and Oregon fans, imagine bragging about paying Taki to money. That's just a waste of money. <laughs> I, uh, I, I will say, you know, shouts to Dog206 for uh, somebody, uh, it looks like our buddy Death Row KP got into it and said, better keep those connections at DoorDash and Amazon Strong Pal and Dog206 chimed in and said, I'm sure Nick Cody will put in a good word for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh boy! Um, also went in on on Takia off of that. Uh, yes. yes. Let me say something like, uh, <laughs> "Shoot, I can't even remember." Oh, he said once Takia went to Oregon, uh, Seattle area DoorDash times went down by thirteen minutes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was there was another one that was really good. It's like, uh, what do you say? Shit. Oh, now I know why my DoorDash orders were always arriving with uh, half the food gone. Yeah, and seriously. And, re- and arrived without a sack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, speaking of, well, I don't think he ended up with a sack, but what a get, you know, to, to talk a little bit about the Colorado game. Uh, hell of a, you know, a really nice game from uh, Tuli Latuli Gasanoa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and just a, a really good game for, for the whole team, uh, getting the ground game, just <laughs> churning up yards, um, for quite a long time before the, 
the coverage break touchdown. Uh, Colorado was under 100 total offense yards of offense. Uh, that was basically exactly what we expected to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say I did give our buddy Hood a little bit of shit <laughs> um, when we did score the the points that that put us over the 50 mark. I just put up the hand, the pity burgers, and <laughs> turned to him, said pity burger. You got it. <laughs> But really everything we wanted to see there got the ground game going, nice performances. Um, we got another dick for six. Um, <laughs> Love that. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you guys think of uh, what, what were your positive takeaways or, or any concerns from uh, from what we saw last Saturday? I don't know if it's possible to have any concerns when you beat Colorado by nearly 50 points. Um but it was nice to see one more point than Georgia beat the Ducks early, True. earlier this year. <laughs> Good point. But uh, yeah, it was nice to see some of the young guys get in there. Uh, seeing Mikel, yes, they're making some plays was nice. That was a nice pick. Mm-hmm. Um, JV on Sunday had a one nice run, uh, even though the Pac-12 network announcers didn't know his name because he wasn't on the sheet. That's such a funny call. Like it's like. Number 26, don't know who he is because he's not on the sheet. <laughs> and it's our, and it's not even that it's the national broadcast. Right. It's our own our fucking own conference network. Name. Yikes. Um, but no, it was really nice to see the run game get going. I, for my own uh, personal stat padding watching reasons, I wanted Mike to have a little bit of a bigger game. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. When you beat him by nearly 50 and can't be mad about it, but um, wanted a little bit more production out of Mike to keep him in that Heisman contention, but I'll take the run game going off too. Well, again, we just scored another goal. Seven. No. Nice. Uh, yes. Yeah. For those that don't know this podcast, we are also Kraken fans. We are also basically fans of every, every other Seattle, Seattle team. sports on, team. Man. Yep. Um, and, and you guys have probably also, if you follow us on Twitter, uh, you've seen us get into fights or just, or at least discussions about how we would rank all of the yeah. Seattle sports teams. Um, we were talking about it in the pre-show that uh, right now I will say I pick the crack it over watching UW men's basketball. I'd pick uh, any other Seattle sport. Over at least until, you know. Mostly. Jen Cohen hops to hiring another coach. Got him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't think we need to go deep into the weeds on Colorado. Uh, I'll, can I have one thing? Was... Or a couple two, Yeah, couple go thoughts. ahead, DJ. Uh, so uh, one thing I was, main thing I was going to say was what Jacob said. It was nice to see a lot of the backups and younger guys get in at the end of the game. We haven't had that opportunity for a long time. Even we've won five in a row, and I don't think, any of those games, we had a chance to bring up our backups or yeah, younger guys at the end of the game. Brilliant. Yeah, so that was really nice to get to see them play. And a couple guys showed out. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name. Is Hems, Himes. Um, Himes. Himes. Himes, yeah. He looked good. In <laughs> uh, the unknown backups. Uh, Not exactly. I will say he looked great. Uh, Not exactly uh, tackling form teach tape on the sack. (laughs) Funny as damn hell. Just like, I'm here. I'm bigger than you. I'm going to just throw my damn shoulder at you and knock your ass over. He's a monster. Yeah. 
For sure. And then the other thing was, I know it's against Colorado, so it's hard to take things like this uh, too seriously. But it was nice to see us win without having to throw the ball like we need, like we have been and needed to all year. That our running game was working well. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, that just shows a little more versatility, I think. Uh, they were capable of, and so yeah, that was the other big thing that came from that for for that game. Uh, yeah, it sucked that we had that seven point that touchdown giveaway. It was blown coverage, but outside of that, everything really can't up, really yeah. complain about yeah. anything else. Yeah, they did hand us some points as well, though. The I mean, how yeah. bad is a football team if, if you can't recover a squib kick? Oh that we're God, just trying to run the so clock funny. out in the. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. We got the ball back? How the hell did that happen? Yeah, I, I changed the channel because there's like three other good games going on at that time. I was like, I was thinking the quarter or the half was going to be over. And then, yeah, I saw we scored three points. And, yeah, we, yeah, we got opportunities that, gifted too. I saw that text in the group. and You were like, how did we get the ball back with only like eight seconds left? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, I was going to say one other thing about that game. Um Obviously, they kind of talked about it a lot on the broadcast for anybody that watched it on TV was uh, the big game for Wayne after what had happened uh, with his former mm-hmm. EJ. Yes. Uh, it was really cool to see him kind of show out. And I know that was a really big emotional game for him. Um, so props to Wayne for um, having probably his best game of the season. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine playing... I think it's his high, and I think it's the high yardage mark for his entire yeah. career. In fact, he had the longest one of his career, so the longest single run of his career in that game too. So, props mm-hmm. to Wayne. Shout out! Wayne. I will also say that there or Tala Papa. Jesus Christ, Jacob, that's a great call. And um, I will say, with the the announced extension for Kalen DeBoer, mm-hmm. uh, I think speaking of Wayne, Wayne coming into the press conference. Um, Basically, to, to to thank Kalen and, and to give him a hug and and for Kalen to recognize what that game meant to him, mm. um, says good things about who's in charge of our program. I'll just yeah, for sure say sure. it that way. Um, well, uh, following uh, something we've done a couple of times this year, and we need to remember to do it uh, every week <laughs> next year. Uh, but before we talk into the Huskies matchup, let's dive into the rest of the conference. Um, and uh, we've got two Friday games. Uh, first off is uh, the uh, the what is it? The Territorial Cup uh, battle of name. three and eight Arizona. What stupidest name? What stupidest name? Well, I mean, it's stupidest. not exactly universities that are filled with academic <laughs> academic prowess. I'm not going to shit talk. <laughs> um. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? What the fuck is a territorial uh, cup? Who plays Arizona, in that game? Arizona State, Arizona, Arizona, oh, and Arizona State. <laughs> so we've got uh, three and eight ASU traveling down to Tucson to play four and seven Arizona. Uh, it's a twelve uh, Pacific time kickoff on Saturday. What's the line? Arizona is a four-point favorite. As they should be. Um, I'm still so fucking yeah. mad we lost Arizona State. The team is so trash. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, the team is so garbage. I, unless, if the same Jaden Laura that played the Cougars last week shows up, um, I, I think might put, have to put some money on the Devils. But uh, 
if he plays halfway decently, I think this is Arizona, and I think they cover yeah. comfortably. I agree. Yep. Uh, yeah, I got Arizona, I got Arizona winning and winning by at least two scores. Yeah, I think I got Arizona minus. And then, in a, uh, and then in a game that actually does have some impact on uh, Washington, huge impact, or on could Washington. have some impact. Yes, uh, we've got a one thirty kickoff in Berkeley. Uh, eight and three UCLA travels to Cal, who is four and seven, uh, and UCLA is a ten point favorite. Um, Unless this is the start of a for the culture war part two, <laughs> um, like Cal had with us, uh, because Cal's pissed at UCLA for going to the Big Ten. Um, the realist in me says the UCLA is going to win this, covers that 10 point spread. It's not particularly close. Uh, for you, Dub's sake, I would love to be wrong, mm-hmm. um, but I don't have a ton of confidence in yeah. that. I mean, UCLA is coming off an emotional loss to USC. Cal's coming off an emotional win against their rival in Stanford. Uh, I think that this could definitely be a UCLA route. Uh, but again, for UW purposes, I would like to see a Cal win. If Cal loses, then we have to rely on Colorado beating Utah. So that's not going to fucking happen. Um, so I, I think UCLA covers easily. Yeah, uh, I, I... Here, here, here's a shout out to uh, almost Oregon head coach Justin Wilcox, at least according to John Wilner, <laughs> or, or who we should have hired instead of Kalen DeBoer. Um, has has do, do either of you know has Ott been hurt? Got one of the best you know young running backs in the conference, and Cal is currently averaging less than a hundred yards rushing per so game. <laughs> I. I think it's going to be closer than we, what you guys think. I think UCLA wins, uh, though. Uh, but, I mean, I haven't heard anything about this, but uh, DTR was getting, got hit a lot last week and looked hurt. Like, is he for sure mm-hmm. going to play? Like, the the game. I yeah, I mean, play. that could change things, too. I think he'll play. I don't know if he'll be as mobile as he was the rest of the season because he definitely did get yeah, hit he a lot shouldn't. in the USC game. Yeah, he yeah, I got hit a lot. So uh, that could be a factor, but yeah, I think UCLA still wins. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to, to probably what is, in, at least in conference, the biggest, the, the marquee matchup with the 1230 game on Saturday. That is, uh, uh, yeah, that team uh, traveling to Corvallis. It looks like it's going to be another color on color. Oregon's wearing green. Beavers are going to wear orange. Um do not adjust the pictures on your televisions. This game is going to be gaudy. It's going to be pretty ugly in yeah. terms of the, the colors the teams are wearing. Uh, Oregon is a, a three-point favorite on the road in Corvallis uh, with their half stadium. What do you guys think? Half stadium. Oh. <laughs> I'd like to take yeah, a know. Shot I know. to be renovated. Yeah, not, I know. I know. That's not a shot at the Beavs. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, it would be sold out. Yeah. I'd like to take a quick aside and talk about just in relation to the Territorial Cup, how the fact that the Oregon-Oregon State matchup is called the Civil War, but it's the Ducks versus the Beavers. Or it was, Beavers. at least. So, <laughs> <laughs> the Apple Cup between the Huskies and the Cougars, which kind of sounds cool, and then the Civil War between the Ducks and the Beavers, which just has always made me laugh. Um, I know. I, 
I mean, it could be the it could be the the Pinot Noir chalice. <laughs> it could be the the the, the goofy ass mascot fest. I don't uh, know what you would call it, but anyway, it's the. I I think it's uh, inferiority. Something complex <laughs> <laughs> off. <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's a close one. I think Oregon State is a really good team. Uh, we saw it here. That's the best secondary in the conference, and it's not particularly close. Um, I, and speaking of potentially injured quarterbacks, yeah, right? Um, I think that this is going to be a, probably a field goal decided game. I want to go with Oregon State on a late field goal. Yeah, uh, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I. I'm with you there. It's going to be close, and I think it's going to be. I'll say low twenties, kind of like a similar score to our game with Oregon State. Yeah. Uh, with mm-hmm. Bo Nix a little hobbled, but Oregon State's defense, and so this. Uh, I believe we kind of talked about this. I forgot what game recently, but it's kind of a strength on strength game too. So the Oregon state's good mm-hmm. at stopping the run uh, and Oregon's really good at and stopping the and pass. pass. Yeah. And Oregon's good at running the ball and, and they can pass too. And so, yeah, the I don't, and then Oregon for sure. Yeah, for sure. And so I think it's going to be lower scoring. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's going to come down to a field goal too, or something at the end, whether it's, Last second field goal, or like last couple of minutes. I think I, the entire game rides on whether or not Bo Nix is fully healthy. Uh, I agree. Yep. Yes, I agree. I can't believe you played last week. Well, and and and, and I think the other key here is it's going to be interesting to see what the, the the key thing and ultimately what made the diff one of the big pieces that made the difference in us being able to beat the Beavers. Were their you know their defensive backs were physical they were strong and they they smacked yeah, our receivers in the mouth for the first time really all year yeah, that first time. and our receivers responded to that that's the question that Oregon State is going to ask of Troy Franklin and Chris Hudson and some of those guys Chris Hudson I'm thinking um, of injury <laughs> <laughs> well I mean and, and I mean it might not be the first time in the year that they've been smacked in the mouth because I think uh, Georgia did a little bit of it too and. And more than that, now, yeah. I am not obviously before ducks go all up crazy in my mentions. I am not equating the talent that Oregon State is going to put the put on the field on Saturday to Georgia. Yeah, Ryan. Schill, I'm not an idiot. Down. I'm not Ryan Schill. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it that is going to be a key piece of this matchup in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as Oregon State being established, you know, they're better at running the ball than they are at passing it. And then uh, uh, I don't think we ran the ball to the, the extent that we probably could have against Oregon. Right. But when Michael Penix is <laughs> slicing, dicing, flopping. To Taj Davis. <laughs> I'm not going to take the ball out of his hands. No, absolutely not. But Oregon State doesn't have that quarterback, and so that's going to play more into that ground game. Yeah, uh, and then another thing of strength on strength, Oregon State can run the ball really well, and Oregon strength on defense is stopping the run. So that's why another reason why I think it's going to be lower scoring, at least lower scoring for Oregon, typical when they average nearly 40 points a game. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, the, Oregon's a more talented team, obviously. I think they're just a better team overall, 
But I feel like Oregon State has a lot of motivation in this game. They they have a lot to prove uh, being actually good this year. They can't win the Pac-12, but they can show that they're right there by, with a win. So it's nice. Nine wins is an incredibly oh, good season yeah, at yeah. Oregon State, and that's right there in front of them. And exactly, and it gives them the potential to get to t- to double digits if they win a bowl right. game. And another thing um, on that, a ton to play for is the conference alignment over the next couple of years is very much in the air. And if UW and or Oregon do end up moving to the Big Ten or any other conference, Oregon State of the remaining teams in the current Pac-12 could potentially be the best of them. If they are, uh, they continue to show out against the the current the, yeah. the, the best football team, it's not necessarily true. the best <laughs> revenue generator. <laughs> no, not not at all. Not even close. But um, the best team. All right, uh, we can go ahead and move on. And uh, the not a snowball's chance in hell matchup for Saturday afternoon. Oh, uh, we've got uh, eight and three Utah uh, traveling to Folsom Field to play one and ten Colorado. Uh, Utah, yeah, I think the big question in this game is: Does Utah cover? Uh, they are a twenty-nine and a half point favorite. I think Utah is. Is this at Utah or Colorado? Or at, at Colorado. It's in Colorado. Okay. Because uh, because we were favored by thirty two last week, we're, we're at home, so initially uh, we were similar. It, by the end of the by the time the game started, we were favored by thirty. Okay, so yeah, I on. think looking at this, I think Utah actually has the best defense uh, in terms of yards allowed. It's not the greatest defensive evaluation metric, right. but it's at least an interesting. I think Utah is the best um, by that measure by like about a yard. I think over Oregon State actually. Uh, they're allowing three twenty nine and a half a game. Uh, Colorado total averages two hundred and ninety a game, one hundred and seventy seven and a half through the year, and one hundred and twelve and a half rushing. So bad. Uh, what is this? Nineteen fifties football. It is. Yeesh. Yeah, I, I think oh, Utah is going to win by a lot. I can see Colorado scoring a late touchdown to bring the score within like twenty eight, and they just backdoor. Uh, bad beat there, but yeah, I mean, Utah's going to win by a lot. Yeah, it's not going to be close. No. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll be Utah, up by uh, 40 at one point. Yeah, I don't know Guaranteed. if Utah will, will cover by the end of the game, but they're winning by at least three yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, a uh, Pac-12 team is playing a non-conference matchup with uh, the uh, Golden Domers, Doomers, whatever the hell you want to call them, traveling to to the Coliseum to play ten and one USC. USC is a five and a half point favorite on the Irish. Right on. Um, credit to the credit to the Irish. Uh, hey, you guys beat Clemson, but um, you lost to fucking Stanford. Jesus Christ, that's so bad. I I, I don't know if I talked about it last week. I'm just uh, that irritates me so much how high Notre Dame's rated with three losses and two of them to Stanford and fucking Marshall at home. How are they rated this high when they talk about our loss being so bad? Ah, uh, sorry, I I, I want to go on a rant with them. But... Hey, but we're rated higher than we are. We're rated higher than they are by Notre one. Dame's, yeah, Notre Dame's got the but, yeah, recognition. At least, I guess yeah. I don't know. It's that's so they shouldn't be that close. They should be at least five spots back. It's not more, but anyways, that's a different topic. 
<clears throat> yeah, I mean, I like you. I do say, I will say, I like USC in this one. Um, I think you know one of the the hallmarks. I, I'll give Notre Dame credit; they do have a good defense. Um, there, they would be if they were in our conference. They would be the statistically best defense in terms of yardage allowed. Um, but uh, I don't think that. SC with the weapons they have is going to have a hard time scoring points. I mean, SC is averaging five hundred, excuse me, five hundred and thirteen yards per game this year for a reason. Yep. And are they first in the country or second in the country in points per game or something like that? Uh, I don't have that Top stat three or right four. And you, yeah. Yeah, I mean they're averaging forty-two and a half, uh, almost forty-three points a game. Shit. It's not bad. I don't know. I I'm still not super high on USC. Are they a top 20 team? Yes, but top eight or even 10? I don't... For, for, you for our sake and for us going to a prestige... To win. Yes, we need them to win. Fight on, but fuck them. <laughs> yep. This is a, a lesser of two <laughs> exactly. evils matchup. Fuck Notre Dame. Also fuck USC. But for our... Speaking of which... Speaking of lesser of two evils... Oh the other non-conference matchup in the conference this weekend. Um, talk about a <laughs> bad blood from one side in terms of why one school that thinks it should be at this conference, the, the primary reason that they are not. Uh, at 8 o'clock on Saturday night, BYU travels Sanford. Oh, I don't know BYU played Stanford that day. That makes sense because... Notre Dame's playing someone else. Uh, USC's playing someone else. It is yeah. BYU minus six and a half. Who cares? Um, <laughs> who cares? Uh, I don't have a prediction in this game. Uh, I can't stand either university. Um, but uh, I just like Stanford less than I just like BYU. So give me Stanford. Give me Stanford. Stanford. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, all right, we can then. Uh, it's that time of year again. Uh, it's not on Friday; it's on Saturday. Uh, we at the Washington Huskies at nine and two are traveling for a seven thirty kickoff in Pullmana on the Palouse. Uh, I don't know if we have a forecast. Uh, Thirty five degree. Uh, clear, um, right? As of now, I think clear. Uh, you know, for now, yeah, no accusation. No accusations of cloud seeding forthcoming <laughs> from from the Cougs. Um, we are uh, UW is a two point favorite. Uh, what do we think? Hmm, it's going to be closer than I it's want. It's going to be a tough be. game. Yeah, it's going to be way too closer than I want it to be too. I, I, like I've been preaching the last couple of weeks, I think WSU is good. I mean, they're not yeah. top team in the conference, good, but they're. I talked about it last week. They they lost to everyone they should have lost to, and they pretty much blown out or won easily all the teams they should beat. Right. Uh, and they're a tough team. Uh, they got a good coach. I don't know how they've lucked into getting two or three like three good coaches in a row. Uh, what what's the guy's name that was didn't want to. Get the vaccine. What's his name? Rolovich. Nick Rolovich. As dumb as he may be, but he was a good coach too. Uh, so yes. they got another one, it seems like. But yeah, it's going to be close. Man, I'm going to be stressing. 
yeah. about it. I know at the end of the game. I keep getting more and more anxious about it with every day. The Cougar fans are so annoying. Like I don't even like think about them all year, all year, and then this week comes, then I'm like, oh yeah, this is why. This is. I think they're so annoying. Just, yeah, seriously. And listen, uh, Cougs, our rivalry game was two weeks ago, and we won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, we care about this that more. This is a more. rivalry game too, but it's a. It's big brother, little brother. Right. Let's not get it twisted. Um, yeah, I think what that is like. I, I actually. I'll just say like I know, I know a lot more Cougar fans in real life than Duck fans, and so that's they always talk some shit if we lose. But on if we're on Twitter, a lot of all of us on Twitter definitely see more Duck fans on there. Uh, right. So it's a little a little different in that aspect, but. Or are you going to say Hooligan? I'm going to say that I think you know wins this one by a, a more comfortable margin than, than you gentlemen are predicting. And the reason why is uh, I don't think you guys know this, but Washington actually runs for 20 more yards a game than Washington State does. Really? We throw for over 100 yards oh, more per game than Washington <laughs> State does. We allow less passing yards per game than Washington State does. How? And we allow 12 more rushing yards per game than Washington State does. Like, again, yards per game. We also, I will give them credit. They're stingy. There's a lot of bend, don't break going on with that defense. Um, But the team with comparable talent on the offensive side of the ball that the Cougars played... Put up 600 yards. Fair. That's Oregon, by the way. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. Would you argue with this statement, Washington's wide receivers are more dangerous than Oregon's wide receivers? I wouldn't argue with it. No. I would not argue. Washington's quarterback is better than Oregon's quarterback. True. Not argue that. Um, Oregon has us beat at the running back position, but that's it. They do, but I don't and, – and the Cougars are going to give us some interesting looks defensively. I, I, uh, I will say this in terms of a key. Um, if the offensive line keeps Penix clean this game, they will have done a great, great job. Um, but and, – and that will be a big reason that we win this game. Um, but I also don't think that they are going to hound Michael Penix or have enough to um, really cause him a bunch of problems. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that the play going back a couple of weeks, the, the throw that he delivered to Jalen Polk on that 76-yard touchdown where Justin Flo absolutely hammered mm-hmm. him. Yeah, Amazing. I'm sorry, Cougs, you don't have a Justin Flo. You don't have the same level of athletic of athlete that Oregon had. True. Do I worry about Cam Ward in the offense? Yes. I have more. Do I think that we're going to hold them to keep up with them, like keep pace with them offensively? For sure. But well, yeah, yeah. and Ward, that's ultimately going to be what this game is. is it's it? a shootout. It's a shootout. We have bet 
more and better bullets than they do. True. And we're, uh, and, and I hate, I hate using that metaphor given obviously what's going on in the world. Um, but we have better talent. We have more talent and more ways to hurt them than they ha- have to hurt us. True. I think, yeah, man. I think it's you dubbed by less than a touchdown. Yeah, I think it's going to be one score game too. Uh, what's what's your score? What what's the score? What, what are you feeling score wise? I will say forty five forty. You also look back at the. Ooh, what do you say? Okay, forty five forty. You forty five. He said forty five forty. Oh, that's yeah. That is high scoring. You weren't lying about being a shootout. <laughs> I mean, have you watched our pass defense all season? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I think it's going to be in the low 30s. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Just like the Oregon State game, I still haven't figured out. I have to, I have to before this pot ends, my prediction on who's going to win. Because I think it's – I actually think it's a truly toss-up game. Uh, I can see going either way. It's – if, like, if Cam Ward – because Cam Ward and how he like makes mistakes, turns the ball over, makes a stupid play, that could flip the game by a lot. Uh, but lately, he's been holding on to the ball pretty well, yeah. not throwing interceptions. Uh, he's not putting up like big numbers, I don't think, at least the last couple of weeks. But he's been more of a game manager, which has been good for them. And yeah, so that's going to be a difference maker to me. Just like how I was saying last. Last week, two weeks ago, with Oregon, like turnovers, who wins a turnover battle is going to be yep. play a big impact on this. Would you guys like to guess the last time and who was Washington's head coach the the last time that we beat them by a touchdown or less? Uh, Willingham. Nope. Was it Sark? More recent Sark. than that, okay. it was Sark's second year. We won by a touchdown. In in Pullman. in Pullman. Oh, yeah. 35-28. With Jake Locker. The, the victories. Right. Yeah. I ran the on victories, the field. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the victories for Washington since then, 38-21, 27-17 in 2013, 31-13, 45-10, 45-17, 41-14, 28-15, And, yes, the Cougars did win 40-13 to last year. In a throwaway uh, game. Newsflash for Cougar no fans. Uh, we, yeah, Bob Gregory I was in charge of our negative team. Head that, during negative head coach. We had a, we are not a double Gregory. minus head coach. Yeah, uh, yeah Bob, you can still fuck all the way off. Um, we, we, we still employed John Donovan at that time last year. Uh, I'm sorry. I... Uh, I think it's going to be. I, I think we're going to get a uh, a similar margin to um, to Peterson's first game or first Apple Cup as our coach, and I think it's a ten point game. Um, and I'm going to take. I'll take forty two to well, or I'm going to say it's eleven. I'm going to take. I'm going to say it's forty two thirty one. Um, and I think the Cougars are going to make it a little closer in the end than it actually feels like. Um, 
but I don't think I don't see the staff getting complacent. I think they learned a big lesson with the Arizona State loss. Um, I think that this. I mean, we we've heard a lot about it all year. Um, that one of the first things that that the staff came in, even though they had no responsibility for the Apple Cup last year, they've hearkened back to Jaden Delora planting the flag on the field. Um, and I think that's a big motivation factor. Uh, and I think this team is uh, pretty pumped up and ready to uh, prove that it's our state definitively. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the players posting on their Instagram stories of pictures of Wazoo fans on our field or like uh, Jalen Polk, I guess, stayed out on the field last year and watched them all party on the field. He posted that picture on his Instagram story. So they're they're pissed. And hopefully it translates well. Yep. All right. You, you guys, just like two weeks ago, or sorry, three weeks ago with Oregon State, you guys convinced me. 34-31, dogs. Let's go. 34-31, okay. Yes. Peyton Henry strikes again. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, well, yeah. When, uh, when Mike Martin tweeted about how uh, maybe Peyton Henry gets called on for a game winner again against Colorado, I was like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> no, chill. What was that? <laughs> Why? That was like right at the beginning of the game, like right after kickoff. He posted like a picture of Peyton Henry on the sideline or something, and he's like, uh, "We'll see if he gets called on for a third straight game winner." I was like, "Are you fucking stupid?" So, yeah, so dumb. I remember seeing that too. I forgot about that till now. <laughs> Mike, nice guy, but dude, like edit nice button. Is, like, yeah, come on, dude. Seriously, come on, bro. Yeah. Side note. Well, kind of side note. Uh, did you guys see my tweet that I, I like tag KGR in, where it's like, oh, it's it sucks that the yeah. home station is uh, for the Huskies is KGR, but they got two out of the four main shows are Cougs, and then well, the other one, one it's of the, the one of them has a duck. Yeah. Uh, I, I so funny that Jason Puckett and uh, Bucky Jacobson both responded to it. And so I think I hit a nerve with them a little bit on that. But it's true, though. It's still annoying. Like, I don't listen to them. Uh, but I would like to listen more often if they had people talking about Huskies on their home station. Right. And it's I mean, I, I think there's a reason that you have fourth and inches. You've got dub dub discord and spaces that we do. You've got the Husky fan podcast. Yeah. You had the season is over. Uh You've got – who am I forgetting? There are a few out there. Uh, or you've got the um, – oh, I'm completely blanking on it, and I apologize. It's the, the dog pound. Yes, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, they have one. And they have uh, – what's his name? Say who, say po- – it's the uh, – yeah, UW dog pound, and I apologize. I just – it's 10 o'clock on the day before a <laughs> holiday. It is not – that I don't listen and don't respect you guys. It's that I just blanked. Yeah. Um, Christian Capel's podcast. Yeah. Say who say po- yeah, uh, yeah. Say who say podcast. Oh, that's uh, it. Yeah, you've yeah, got the right. Go Huskies podcast. You've got Dog Ram. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but like, this is a passionate fan base. UW fans are clamoring for good media coverage. 
and yeah. people that good content talking. and we're going to be here. Um, like that's, the, that's, I mean, like the larger landscape, like again, like I think to, to look, I, I think we could move on and actually talk about this in terms of where we sit in the landscape right now. And in terms of, you know, a brand update a little bit. And it's like, I think that the momentum is certainly there from recruiting Uh big shout out to Casey Byers for the, the, like that five minute video after the Oregon the game. Content all year has been on point. The yeah. The whole social media content Hadley is Heck. Hadley. Oh my God. Had, yeah. Hadley heck. And all the, the, the home alone. alone that's, a, that, so that's just good, a, bro. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, like there's just great stuff coming out. Like there, you know, the sky is really the limit and, um, you know, fans, I, inc- you know, I, I don't think in our <laughs> loyal listener base of, I think about 180 right now. Shout out um, to I think I would describe, yeah, shout out, shouts to you. We're, we're, we're hoping to, to, to continue to grow the audience, but, um, there's nothing but good things coming and like, keep listening um, we're going to try and expand content here on sound the siren. I've talked about it. We're like, um, in some way, shape or form, we're going to talk softball multiple times this spring. Um, we are going to talk, uh, DJ, you and I will have a conversation about men's basketball at some point in the next month or so. <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. it, it does need to happen. <laughs> We got some bright it spots. Needs to happen. <laughs> but yeah. We're gonna talk about women's basketball and, and what's going on with Coach Langley's program. Um they still just keep talking about it. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, uh, you know, continue to they are. Um I think they, they had a little bit of a, a squeaker with a team that they had a couple might have but... raised some eyebrows and then they blew I think they then blew um Blew out UC Irvine, I think. Uh, blew out, yeah, they were 4 0, 50 uh, with a 56 39. Last game was a 56 39 win, uh, over Idaho State. Uh, they are, I'm sorry. Uh, speaking of things that the department could look on, the Go Huskies app is so horrible, dated. Um, but they actually play down. Uh, they play tomorrow um, down in Las Vegas against Fordham, and then Saturday against Santa Clara in Vegas, and then they're back here next Wednesday uh, against Seattle U. So in city matchup, uh, those are all games that legitimately should be wins. So we should be looking at seven and zero for the women's basketball team. Um, but keep listening. Uh, Buy Husky stuff. Donate to, you can donate directly to NIL now through Montlake Futures. Yeah. Please do so. Um, shouts to your, you know, thank you, Kaylin DeBoer, for and, and your entire staff for what you've done this year. Uh, congratulations on your contact contract extension. Oh yes, um, huge system pool goes up. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, I'll, I'll try and send a, a, a box of Kleenex to, to, to Nebraska fans thinking that he was <laughs> leaving after a year. Um, but uh, anything uh, either of you uh, want to add to or, or talk about tonight? Yeah, I just want to add with that. Like, yeah, I mean, just just share like sharing 
on social media, the, whatever content you want to share with Husky related, liking things like that all helps. Like not, not just like, sound interact. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just sound the siren, but all those ones, like all, we like right. all those guys, maybe except for dog man, but all their other ones, like we want to give our full support. There's still maybe about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a single one. Uh, I don't know if Jake, I want to say one of something else, but I want to, to bring up one other thing before we head out, but Jake, how did you want yeah. to say anything yeah, else? I just wanted to say, cause you mentioned something about the national branding, um, from a recruiting standpoint, going into the South and landing a four-star cornerback out of Louisiana, um, uh, landing a four-star defensive lineman out of the state of Texas, um, in their first year. And those guys committed before UW was a top 25 program. So Mm -hmm. it's only up from here, recruiting wise, national branding wise. I mean, like you mentioned, Casey Byer, and we talked about Hallie Heck, uh, social media branding and and, uh, the team doing everything that it can to to promote itself and promoting our own players, like um, seeing them make that edit for Mike for the Heisman or uh, marketing for Rome for the Bolitnikoff, which he got snubbed on. Fuck you guys, Bolitnikoff voters Um, but uh, national scope wise from the football program perspective is trending straight up so yeah we're we're a a worldwide brand we got a shout out on the world cup Cup. uh i was joking but that was cool we got a yeah shout out on the world cup broadcast And, (laughs) and our logo right now is on the cover of golf digest on Joel Dahman's left shoulder. Oh, nice. Shout out Joel Dahman. Also shout yeah. out many other logos, but the W is there. It's not the right W, but it's the yeah, W. Uh, Joel Dahman and uh, Joel Dombro. Yes. Our guys. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to the Joels. Yes. Big fans. Definitely. Uh, the, the one other thing I DJ, wanted to, to bring up was thoughts on our uh, four-star recruit quarterback visiting – the Ohio State the University Ohio this State. weekend. I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> it, it could go either way. And whatever outcome does happen, I think all these fans on Twitter need to just kind of chill the fuck out. I mean, you can bitch about it in our group chats and all that kind of stuff, but seeing like verified UW media Twitter accounts passive aggressively tweeting about it, it's just like, shut up. This is just unnecessary shit that we're talking. And it's someone pointed out in one of our group chats, like this kind of stuff, like recruits, they're 18 years old, 17, 18 years old. They see the stuff that you're saying and that kind of thing kind of pushes them away in a sense. Um, Not to say that that will be the reason that they decided to decommit and go to Ohio state, but um, it's not a good look. It doesn't serve anybody and it does nothing but, like lower your chances, maybe not by a whole lot, but it doesn't help you. So, um, positive positivity on the on the TL. Yeah, bitch about it, bitch in the GCs. Yeah, exactly. Like. And I mean, I think it's the point's been made a hundred times. His his path to meaningful playing time is much better at UW. I doubt that he would get much, if any, playing time at Ohio State. Um, I made the point earlier that 
he's probably if he does flip to Ohio State, he's probably a one or two year player there and then transfer somewhere else. But um, I think that he could be a, a good player here, and then his path to the field is a lot shorter. Um, so I hope he stays with us. Yep. But uh, if he does not stay with us, I'm not going to be bitching about it on the timeline. Yeah, I mean, and it's a new era of college football, everybody. Like, the the I'm going to commit three years ahead of time and stay true to that commitment. And then, like, in the era of, you know, the transfer portal, where the transfer portal is, is essentially free agency every mm-hmm. year. Like, let's not, like, and with what this team has put on the, has demonstrated on the field mm-hmm. this year, regardless, and this isn't any disrespect to Lincoln, who I have a ton of, uh, I have a bunch of high hopes, and, and I certainly hope he he sticks with his commitment to Washington, because I think his skill set in this offense um, is, a very, is a very promising combination. But this offense is going to be very, very, very attractive to quarterback transfers. Yeah. I mean, case in yeah. point, I mean, and not everybody is going to be Michael Pax. Right. But you don't have to be put up the single great, what could shape out to be the greatest single season quarterback season in Husky history to be a very good quarterback that wins us an equal number of football games, particularly as we continue to evolve and grow the the running game and and be a little bit more balanced. Um, But overreactions are not good kids. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially on the timeline and out there, people can see, I will say though, of course, yeah, he's an 18 year old kid, but if some negative comments are going to affect him, then he's got, a long way, like he's got a lot in front of him because Ohio State fans yeah. are ruthless. I, I don't know if you've seen like message board geniuses. If you follow that account on Twitter, like I mean, they'll, they're down seven zero from the Capitol when they get they don't get an election result they like. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're they'll be down seven zero in the first quarter, and their fans are right there with Cougar fans. Just to use quits to storm the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's just, that's just so frustrating though. The fact that he'd be committed to us for so long and then two weeks before signing day or even less decommit. But it's, it's, it's the quarterback carousel. It's cause they're, they had to decommit from yeah a kid that so flipped Florida, to State. Florida State. And I mean, Hood, Hood brought um, I, I don't know, but our, our pod group chat earlier and like, we're asking for this. If we want to be a national brand, you're asking to compete on the recruiting trail with the Ohio States and the Alabamas and these kinds of programs, and you have to be able to do that. Yep. Um, we will. And you can't lose your shit when, exactly. when flips happen because those flips. flips are going to go out and flips you're are going to come in. Flips to Oregon, you're going to have those flips to Ohio State, you're going to have those flips to Bama. I mean, we still have a potential four-star in-state candidate for a flip here. So we can't be mad about potentially losing a flip candidate to Ohio State when we could flip a guy that's literally, what, 25, 30 minutes from Husky Stadium that is currently committed to Oregon that could flip to us. So, I mean, it's kind of... But who's committed to Oregon? Presley. 
Oh, oh, oh yeah, okay. I, I was thinking quarterback. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah, so he's yeah. he's right there, and he's potentially going to flip back to us according yeah. to Dogman, which eh, we'll see. But Dogman. <laughs> Here's my 30-ounce grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just – it's hard. It's Water, not a beer for those that are tracking who <laughs> gets consumption on the pod. <laughs> it, it just sucks that we have to if this happens like we have to resort to the portal i mean we're, we're gonna have to get a portal qb anyways we're, we're i guess portal. Uh, we were going to be in the portal yeah so maybe 5th, two we have to get two december 5th is going to be a huge day on the recruiting calendar for a lot of schools um uw in particular uh because there are going to be a lot of names from uw entering the portal and probably a lot of names getting added to our recruiting boards from portal entries on the fifth. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, and 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 here again, a secondary reason not to lose your shit on the timeline right. is even if they that player could come back to you a year from now, could come back to you two years from now, could come back to you three years from now, and don't lose your shit. Had, it's a long we game. Literally had that happen, like two years ago. Well, I guess four, three or four years ago. Jeremiah Martin Eason. went down to A&M and UW, uh, Martin, yeah. went to A&M two years later, is coming back to UW. If we were all on the timeline talking so much shit about this kid, he wouldn't be coming back and being a captain on our football team right now. So chill the fuck out. There is a solid chance that these guys end up coming back around. Like even a guy like <clears throat> if he doesn't flip Caleb Presley or Josh Connerly or Dan Ayuli end up coming back to UW in a year or two years time from now. Talking shit about them on the timeline is not going to be helpful. You think, uh, I mean, this could be a stupid question, but you think DeBoer and them would take Lincoln back in like two years on a transfer? Because I feel like this is a little bit different situation than like Jeremiah and Martin because like, they almost chose us or something, but man, I, I don't know if they have any like kind of ill will that he was like committed to us for so long. We gave him the playbook and all that, and then like two weeks before he flips. I don't think that, you don't think that. I don't think that this staff has that in them to have ill will against a guy for choosing another school like that, even if he was committed to us. Yeah. I mean, maybe he is like on the board. Maybe they don't end up taking his commitment as a transfer guy, but I, I wouldn't say that they would <clears throat> rule him out for being committed to us yeah. and then flipping. It's kind of like similar the, to definitely be. I, I would just say it's, be frustrated it's, for uh, a little while, but yeah, I mean, it's, not, it's not to years from now. Maybe an underclassman kid that committed to us decommits. They're not going to stop recruiting him, like. LeMason Miller, yeah. I don't think they're going to stop recruiting him because he decommitted uh, from UW. But. Um, Mr. Clout. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to KP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that they would, would hold ill will against Lincoln if he were to decommit from us and then two years down the road potentially want to transfer back here. I mean, maybe it's not. Yeah. I think just the, the the thing that's more frustrating with me is it's a quarterback. You only recruit one usually, mm-hmm. whereas like a wide receiver, 
he commits two weeks, like, oh, you have two other receivers come in, you get another one. Like, it just kind of screws us over uh, for like, recruiting like high school quarterbacks this time period. For recruiting high school quarterbacks, that's true. But, I mean, that's yeah. the thing with current college football is just because you miss out on a high school quarterback doesn't mean you're not getting a quarterback in this class because tons of kids are about to hit the portal. Um, somebody pointed out that kid from – And uh, could probably contri- – and would likely contribute exactly. faster. Somebody pointed out that kid from True. Ohio. Uh, I forget his name. Yeah. But, I mean, I was looking at his stats. They just tore his ACL. Yeah, yeah. tore his ACL. He was but, good. I mean, he didn't play the second half of their last game, and he was ninth in the country in, in passing yards and has a 6-1 to touchdown-interception ratio. I mean, at Ohio, that's a guy that, that you could bring in for an instant impact. Yeah. I don't think we're, we're not going to find another quarterback, most likely, that has not Cannon like Penix, True. but there's one thing that's maybe not as good with Penix with other quarterbacks is uh, we can maybe have get a quarterback with less of an arm, but it's more mobile, and that could be effective in different ways. And Penix isn't immobile; he just chooses. He's not. Yeah. Yeah. You saw the first drive against Oregon, and KP pointed out his potential one of the plays of the game, slipping that sack uh, and turning it in from a third and fifteen to a conversion. Um, he's definitely got we the wheels. We talked about that on the pod last he's week. He's got the wheels. Mm-hmm. He has the awareness and the mobility in the pocket and outside the pocket to be able to create with his legs, but he just chooses not to. I would like to see a little bit more of that out of him uh, for these next two, maybe three games and potentially into next season. Fingers yeah. crossed. UW back up the <laughs> truck for, for Mike Penix so we can get another season out of him. Yeah. Yeah, because he's he's probably worried about getting hit. And, oh yeah, didn't walk. Yeah, that's that's a good sign. But he's he's worried about getting hit, which I understand. But he can still run and not get hit. Just go slide, like get ten yards, get that first down, and then use his legs for that. Do your best. Tyler still just slide or go out of bounds. Zero yards after the catch and just lay down. Yeah, yeah. The go at that. He's so good at it. <laughs> I know. I see he's rolled a couple times too after he's gone down <laughs> to get a couple more yards, but not get hit. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's, I just want to ask about that. Yeah, no, it's it, it, it's a worthwhile discussion to have. Um, I mean, if we are potentially going to lose Lincoln, I mean, there is another quarterback that's committed to another team, one state south of us, Aiden Childs, who was very yep. high on UW that I think we would have a shot, a solid shot to flip if Lincoln were to, to decide to go to Ohio State. Provided that we what offense would he burn, rather play for? Provided that we didn't burn the bridges because he was very high on UW and True. we ended up tanking, taking Lincoln instead. Yeah. There's also, at, you know, to our buddy F. Max point, there's a California quarterback on the roster of a team that's coached by a former Washington coach that – has a freshman quarter that has a somebody basically in his same class that started the year. So like in the era of the portal, players are going to be moving all over hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so, probably guys that'll put their name uh, in the portal and not actually end up leaving their school just to see what kind of interest is out there. So, I mean, there's no harm in, in just going out there and talking to basically everybody exploring yeah. and, Hey, do I, you know, I mean, and the coaching carousel is about to kick off. Nothing is set in stone. Uh, I'm glad that we got the extension done with Kalen DeBoer. That's for damn sure. 
Uh, I think we're going to see some movement within the conference in terms of whether that's an offensive, an like, offensive coordinator down. We were talking a little down, bit so about it in the might want to go to another team in the yeah, conference. I mean, like he'd be a no brainer. Like that's a home run. He hire would be a no brainer hire. Yeah, here well, or Tom Herman, either one of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, like. But Dillingham is going to get, you know, if, if Dillingham doesn't get hired at Arizona State, he's going to get looks at some mid-majors or some other programs. Like, crazy season is just beginning. Let's not overreact at the first little bump on the road because other stuff will happen. All right, everybody. Uh, I think that's it. Uh Enjoy the Apple Cup on Saturday. Uh, it's coming back to its actual traditional home uh, on Mont Lake. Thanks for listening. Go dogs, And we'll be back uh, next week to recap the Happy Apple Cup and go. talk about where. Take yep. your pumpkin pies, throw them in the trash. Where they're supposed to be. <laughs> Second that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at my dessert tomorrow night. I'm, I'm making uh a new recipe for fluffernutter cookies. Ooh. So let me get an invite to Hooligan's house. You don't house. have to be true. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime we'll do that. You know, we'll, we'll get the gang together here <laughs> as well. But uh, thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Fuck Ohio State. <laughs>